I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNF's Kinston. You know, when Brent Musburger says your name, you know it's a pretty special thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Byron. <laughs> but, hey, there's actually uh, one of those out there, too. Uh, this is what Jason yeah, wanted me to it. ask you. And uh, he said, we're going to talk about this tomorrow, too, because he, you know, he's, I don't think he, I don't know if he's as big a golf fan as you well, are, but he you guys I, are. He, te- he and I texted back and forth a little bit during the, during, during the Ryder Cup. I'm curious to hear what his this, question. Let's well, this it. is a great question. He said, why would you put Scheffler and Kepka together? He said it was a bad move. He said, you don't put two of the best players in the world together. You let them play with somebody else. Your thoughts on that? I mean, we put Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas together. And okay. while Jordan Spieth had a terrible week, um, you know, in previous Ryder Cups, they were, you know, two of the top players in the world. It's I, I don't – I mean, why did uh, – you know, I, I don't know the answer to that question. And, and But if you carry the 12 best American players in the world – Theoretically, you're putting the two best players together every single time. I mean, or two um, of the best players. Yeah, I mean, sure. right. And so, yeah, I something was said about the captain's picks on social media, and I said you could have taken Tiger, Jack, and Arnie on their prime, and that'd have lost that Ryder Cup. Like, that's the wow. passion. That's the intensity. You know, I told you, man, three guys won 10 points. Mm-hmm. And 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 the other nine guys on that team are damn good golfers. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've got to you you've got to have a performance from your horses, you know, and and your leaders and and we didn't get it. I mean, Scheffler, uh, Scheffler struggled. And, and I tell you, here's the other thing that I think was really disheartening for the U S particularly on Friday and the, and the, the morning matches were, were what they were, but in the afternoon, there were several matches that the U S team had a chance to, to win points in and, Inevitably, the European team came back and tied those matches to to only allow the U.S. to get half points in those. Yeah. Uh, and and time and time again, even on Sunday, um, the first match out on Sunday was Scheffler and Rom, and Scheffler was up in that match. And, um, and he was up one with one to play and, and John Rahm chased him down and, wow. and, and hit a chip on, uh, on 18 that, uh, excuse me, a putt on 18 that hit the back of the cup, bounced straight up and went back in. Had he left the flag in, had, you know, any number of things, you know, that putts missed and, but that in my opinion was the end of 
realistic hopes of of winning the Ryder Cup. I think if Scheffler puts a point on the board for the U.S. there rather than, than only getting a half point, it changes some of the dynamic. Um, you know, and, and what I think is my favorite part about the Ryder Cup is the passion of of the fans, of the players. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, yeah, the entire, I mean the, like I said, the three or four hours I watched of it, just the the way the fans really got into it in, in Italy. It's, it's a lot like um, the Waste Management Tournament in Scottsdale where, you know, there's the um, the 16th par three where they have the, uh, the, the grandstand set up all the way around that hole and – you know, it, it, it was set up that way on so many of the holes there and 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 the fans having an impact. And, yeah, there's the controversy that's come out about, you know, apparently uh, Patrick Cantlay um, feels like the players should be paid to play in the Ryder Cup. I think that's terrible. I mean, you know, if you are um, in the financial position that all these guys are in, if you can't, you know, go over and, and, and take a week in Italy, and I'm sure that, you know, they're not coming out of pocket to pay for hotel rooms and any of the other things. I mean, you know, it's essentially a, a, a free trip to Italy for those guys. And, um, you know, and I, and I, and I do – recognize that that if you're a professional golfer that that it does become work um for them and but you know to to come out and say that that you should get some sort of financial compensation for playing the Ryder Cup I think is is garbage um and um and, and so that did create some controversy you know the 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 big stink on 18 on uh, Saturday evening with, uh, yeah. So, so the story, I don't know if you've followed any of this. Let, so, me, let me reset here real quick. Yeah. That voice relates to us. Mike Martin uh, hanging out with us here into our second hour. Corey said he's about 10 minutes out. Cool. So uh, he, he's running a little bit behind. I, he's like you. He's got small. Well, your children aren't that small anymore, but nah. he's got small children. So. I, I bet that has something to do with this, but thank you for hanging in uh, here with us for a second hour. Please continue. Um, so, so there was a rumor out that apparently Patrick Cantlay was not wearing a hat. I did see. I did see because that. of he thought that that they should be getting paid, and because he, they weren't getting paid, didn't wear the hat. I don't think that. I don't doubt that he thinks so. He, he wasn't get paid. wearing the USA hat because he thought that they should be getting paid. That's that was what was said. Okay. Um. So whether it's true or not, yeah, I do. I do think that he thinks that they should be compensated. Um. Now, whether he didn't wear the hat or not because they weren't getting paid, I don't know. But um, it it gets out and the European fans, um. You know, we're doing, you know, waving their hats at him the entire time and, you know, tipping their hats at him and, and just really giving him, giving him the Down business. Down the road. Giving him the business. <laughs> and uh, so, 
on 18, he makes a 40-foot putt to to secure a half point for the U.S. team. Uh, Rory McIlroy still had a uh, a putt that could have tied it, and um, Joey LaCava can't lay his caddy. So after they made the putt, the U.S. were waving their hats back at the European crowd and you know, supposedly Joe Lacava got too close to Rory McIlroy, and it started this whole hullabaloo. And um, it it really, um, I think, was probably um, blown out of proportion. Um, you know, and there's the the images that came out that after the press conference and everything. You know, uh, Rory being held back by Shane Lowry, who I think could go down as, you know, one of the greatest instigators in the history of sports, Shane Lowry. If there's some garbage, you know, if there's some junk being talked, Shane Lowry's in the middle of it. Um, but you've got you've got a lot of fiery personalities on that European team. Um, Terrell Hatton, who, I mean, you know, he's, he's a fiery dude and – foul mouthed and I really appreciate that about him. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, um, it doesn't take a lot to get those guys fired up and, and riled up. And so, um, so, but I love that about the Ryder cup. Like I love that it's not, you know, 70 guys out there that, you know, that one seventieth of the folks in the crowd are pulling for someone specific, you know, it's half of the people that, well, 80% of the people there are pulling for the European team, 20% there are probably pulling for the Americans and that animus and that, um, vitriol creates a, a great a, set of circumstances. A pretty good atmosphere. It does. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and it's, uh, almost like a college football or college basketball type atmosphere. And, um, and so for every other year to have that is, is tremendous. Um, you know, the next, um, the next Ryder cup is in New York at, uh, at Beth page black. And, um, that's going to be tremendous because that have you, is, have you ever been to one before? Right I haven't, cup? I haven't, I would love to. And oh, you've and been to a masters, right? I have, that's what I, I have, thought. but, um, but it, what's going to be great about you know the Ryder Cup at Beth Page is Beth Page is a public golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to have uh, um, Jackson Crocker, the son of Scott and Sherry Crocker. He uh, he worked um, for an engineering uh, company in New York City this past summer, intern there, and. Um, but I know that he went and played. I know he played Beth Page once, but I think he played there twice. Um, but it would be, you know, but there again. So Beth Page has hosted, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's U.S. Open and maybe a PGA Championship, or I could have those wrong, but it's hosted PGA events. So, you know, most of these guys who are part of the Ryder Cup team from Europe have paid, have played there. And, you know, I, I, I think that, um, yeah, I don't think that the layout played 
as big a part of the outcome as as some courses have in the past. Um, I do think that um, I do think that Marco Simone was laid out. Uh, what's up, man? Um, oh, he's got his golf T-shirt on. He must have known I was on this morning. <laughs> um, you know, but um, yeah, hey, you can put you can put it on the Barbie there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think that that Beth Page will will not give the United States a a home course advantage in terms of the layout or the or the golf course itself, but the um, the 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 fans in in the greater New York metropolitan area who have as much hate in their heart as anyone anywhere will create an atmosphere that will rival that that was created at Marco Simone. I love it, uh, Corey Povar. The okay, legend. You got the handcuffs, right? Uh, okay, well, yeah, good, let's yeah. lock him down. Yeah, we're getting ready. I, I warned you. Anchor down. <laughs> did I did I not warn you yesterday? I, it was a fair warning. For yeah, sure. It was a fair warning. Sure. So hey, go ahead. Uh, grab the chains too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna lock him up here. You talk about sexy when I talk and now we're chaining up Corey. It's getting weird in here. <laughs> yeah, it did get a little weird there, didn't it? I'm we sorry. need the we need the well lit studio a little less well lit if this is <laughs> yeah. about to go down <laughs> there you go there you go mike martin you're gonna hang out for a little bit yeah okay yeah, well i appreciate that and uh i'm assuming uh dude it's just your world has gotten really we're talking to Corey povar oh, yeah. outgoing director of the kansas right. north county parks and recreation department i'm assuming your world's gotten a little bit crazy here in the last uh, few weeks hasn't it it sure has it absolutely has well you know i mean there's you you get a new job offer, you have to consider all of those things, yeah. and then the reality starts crashing down of all of that has to happen to pull all this off. Okay, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna play the spurned boyfriend here yep. for a second, yep, yep, yep. or girlfriend. I guess I'd be whatever. Yeah. Why, yeah. Corey? Why? We love you. Did we not show you enough no, love in it, your time here? It definitely is not that. Okay. I, no, I. But did I, we not though? Yeah. We, listen, we, I, yeah, I yeah. have thoroughly enjoyed my time here. Okay. Um, it. I have said this uh, a couple of different times, but it, this was easily the hardest decision I have ever made. My family has ever made. I mean, we th- there have been tears shed. I I know every day, um, whether it's uh, going to soccer practice or at the office or running into people downtown. Molly even wants you. Molly to is even upset about this. <laughs> but I, I mean, we between my wife and I, we we there are some tears shed every day. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, I'm, I equate it to I was the dog chasing the car. I uh, went and did an interview. I chased the car, and then I actually caught it. Yeah. And so at that point, I was like, "Well, crap! What do I do with the car?" <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I you know, it's it just all came together. Um, the situation had to be perfect for me to be able to leave and. You know, I went into this whole process, the the interview and and, and, uh, interviewing with the city of Chandler, all operating from a position of power. I Mm -hmm. I had no intent of taking the job. I had, I just went because it was, is really treating it as a opportunity to go visit friends in Arizona (laughs) and I'm going to compete for the position. And hey, I, I, if anything, they probably got a way more relaxed Corey because I, I loved the job I have. And so it seems like the times when I've yeah, been, yeah. you know, I don't care if I get the job or not that ends up. 
I know what ends up happening. It, I know. I just I felt so confident and comfortable because I was like, hey, I'm the I'm interviewing this agency more than they're interviewing me because I love my job. Mm-hmm. So uh, if offered or if not offered, I'm not heartbroken either way. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then yeah. they offer it, <laughs> and then and then they offer you the job. So. Well, I'm gonna, you know, Mike and I talked about you a little bit in the first hour, and I, and I've said this before. I think I've said it to you, and if I've not, I guess I'm saying it to you for the first time. I was disappointed when you were hired. Yeah, don't take that personally. No. I think, I, no. but but I really, I'm not, I'm never going to BS you I, because I thought, man, with Bill Ellis being here as long yep. as he was, we need to get somebody in here that knows the area. So when, and I wasn't on the Parks and Rec Commission yep. at that time. In fact, I had just come off uh, when the that's right search. Uh, committee was put together i was like what in the hell are they doing mike i mean why are they getting somebody you know dude i say that to say this you have far surpassed anything i mean and i've i i thought well you know what they're gonna they're gonna get a sucker in here who's gonna you know follow bill ellis and who's gonna you know sacrificial lamb yeah Yeah. exactly a sacrificial lamb who you know a year and a half two years later is gonna leave with a dude I've got to tell you, and I mean this in all Appreciate sincerity, that. man, you have come in, you f- have far surpassed. Bill Ellis will even say this. You've taken this department to levels that it wasn't even at when he was here, dude. And you have just done a hell of a job, dude. Well, and I, that's why we're heartbroken, well, I mean, and, sincerely. And I think that, that, that what needs to be also recognized is that you did that in a tremendously difficult time in relation for the city of Kenston. Um, you know, it, we, we face budget shortfalls and we yep. face, you know, strains of, of all types. And <laughs> then a pandemic comes through. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You and, know? you know, and, and no one is, you know, no one's trained to withstand those types of things. And, and for you to have weathered that storm and, 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 you know, and, and have done it tremendously. But I told Brian um, earlier in the show, I was like, you know, what really amazed me about you guys is how you guys came to Kenston and immediately yep. ingrained yourself in the community. Yep. Um, and and I I think that that's an important differentiation is. And, and and I, you don't see that in all positions of leadership yeah. in this in this town is there's a town and then there's a community yep and being a part of the community i think is it is important is probably more important than being part of the town because it shows that you're invested in in not only what we are but who we are well and well, I, there was a comfort too and and you know, it, it's mentioned, you know, that, hey, that I didn't come into this thing and it was just, hey, open arms, come on in, let's do this thing. I mean, <laughs> because, well, hey, what did I it, just open admit a moment ago? It wasn't like yeah. that. I mean, it, it definitely took some doing. It, it took roughly two years to become, really to become a Kinstonian, really. And, that, and it took two years for that acceptance to take place. There were... Um, and I won't hold any punch at me. There were council members that didn't want me here. There were commissioners <laughs> that didn't want me here. There were community members that didn't want me here. They had gone through three or four directors who stayed long term, were you know local guys, and uh, to have a younger guy coming from Arizona to Kinston was not received 
unanimously, you know, well across the board. And so it definitely took some effort and it took a few years for us to really get um, comfortable. Now I felt like I had a little bit of an upper hand having grown up in Emporia, Virginia, uh, grown up in a small Southern town that I, I immediately felt comfortable with the people. The people in Kinston remind me of my home. They remind me of the people I grew up around. And immediately I felt some sense of comfort uh, coming here. And I'll, and you hear it from everyone and they'll say it over and over again, but the people here are what make it so amazing because it's they're The people here are unlike any other place I've ever been. They, once we kind of overcame the hurdles and overcame the, the assumptions. The, the uh, he's not Bill. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the, the, I'm not Bill. So, yeah. yeah. So I think once we overcame that, like people then start to warm up and you really get to see folks for who they are. And I mean, Kinson has some of the most amazing folks well, in and, the world. And I think that, that you genuinely are, are as an amazing person as anyone as there is here in Kinston. And, and I told Brian earlier, you know, God bless Lily Grace. You know, she's not an athlete. That was not, you know, she's a dancer and thank goodness in every way. But, you know, my, my limited experience with Parks and Rec, I told Brian, I was like, every single time I called Corey, he answered the phone. Yep. And that's one and, of the things, you know, thank you for that. And I tell you what, we've got to thank UNC Lenore Healthcare real quick. They are the sponsor of the, yep. you're familiar with how important sponsors are. 1,000%. <laughs> hey, I got to thank them. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show, where the medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, Right here in Kinston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right back to our big interview here. And Mike made a very good point. And that's what I want to your, your accessibility and what he said was absolutely true. If you didn't pick up every time that I've called you, and I've called you quite a bit through the years, he does I don't that. think it's ever. Yeah, I he do does do that. I don't think it, <laughs> yeah. you're always back within 15 or 20 minutes because you are a busy man. You've got stuff going on. But in what Mike referred to, and I agree, I think accessibility was one of your strengths. What would you consider your other strengths that made you a success here in Kinston? Well, I, I don't know. I, I think just the relatability aspect, like I said, I, I – Felt like I knew the people here just by arriving, just having grown up in a similar town. Now, Emporia, Virginia, very discounted version of uh, Kinston. It's a small city. There was no Parks and Recreation Department, but still the same, like, good people, like, just very genuine people. And I think for me, it was just being able to communicate with all the different types of folks that are here. And, um, but I think, too, just, being able to drive our team a little bit forward, having that outside perspective gave me a leg up. I think just, you know, having experience with several different part departments, being in Greensboro, North Carolina, being in Fountain Hills uh, in Arizona, um, I think that it just gave me a little bit of a um, an edge there with just being able to take a step back and look at it holistically and not just, you know, be so close up to it all. Um no, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like you know boast myself up, but I think that well, I think I'm that we asking did, you to. Yeah, I know, I know. It's hard. It's it's. I just think that uh, 
I, I found ways to effectively communicate with our team and to communicate with community members to um, push us forward. And mm-hmm. I think that that is what I was able to do uh, well, in the five years. Talking about the five years that you were here, too, I mean, you had to replace some longtime people, too. For sure. I mean, that had we, we already talked about Bill, obviously, yep. but – I mean, uh, I'm thinking about Deborah Wicker. I'm thinking oh about uh, who has as much institutional knowledge of the Parks and Recreation Department as anybody. And I, I'm, I'm I mean, so I owe apologize. her a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I owe yeah. her a lot just sticking it out. When I took the yeah. job, uh, had it not been for Deborah, I would have been an absolute lost puppy. I mean, she, she came, I came in and she's like, okay. Here's the deal. Here are the people you need to talk to. Here are the people you don't need to talk to. Here's how we do the budget. Here's how we run the department. And, <laughs> and you can take it with what you want to take it for. Yep. This is how I've done it, and this is how Bill and I did it. I'm excited to have you here. And, I mean, I owe a lot to her. Just the the guidance that she gave me just coming here. But, and Mike referred to and I'm giving you credit again because you did. You mentioned this in the first hour before we had you come on here, Corey, is that you did bring it. You've brought in some exciting young talent here. Yeah, and you have. have uh, speak to some of those people that you've brought in. Yeah, I mean, we so we've brought in people. You know, we've promoted folks, too. Mm-hmm. We brought in people like Charlie Casey. We brought yeah. in people like Lynetta Powell. We brought in people who um, are eager and ready to get to work. And um, I say this, and this is not to take a jab at anybody, but we also got rid of some of the crazies and lazies. You yeah. know, there's, yeah. there's some of that that goes into yep. running a large department is that you have to – take a step in those directions occasionally. And it, that is by far the worst part of the job, mm-hmm. but it's, that's what you have to do, you yep. know? And it's funny, you know, I think because we were able to move some of those people around, bring in some, some new talent. And I, I really think, um, you know, the new director, who, whoever that will be, I know Scott, uh, Alston will be our interim. Okay. Um, thank you. I didn't know that. Yep, so that's sort of he will be the interim okay. uh, director. Uh, I know that he's interested in the role. Um, but, him and I have talked over and over again every day. We and, have a conversation. You said Scott, we should let people know. Scott Austin. Scott Austin, yeah, Scott absolutely. Austin. So um, he's, you know, been with the city for Parks and Rec Department for 20 years. Yep. But he's definitely getting the team in a much better state. Um, and and I'm so excited for him. And, I, and I'm excited to be able to hand that off that way. Because mm-hmm. that was our goal, was to get the team in a really good place, get good team members, get – good staff and, and folks that want to push and want to do more and, and really care. And I think we've been able to do that. I really feel confident we have a solid Parks and Rec crew right now. Well, you know, and I'm older than both of you by by a long shot. But <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, but I say that to say this is the way that I always try to approach new jobs when I came up to them was if I do leave that position, then I left it in a much better right. position than it was when I got there. And, Corey, Bill, again, I keep, I'm sorry I that I keep going back no, to Bill, but Bill will tell you yeah. this Parks and Rec Department is in a much better position right now yep. than it was even when he left it, and that, that speaks volumes about you. The only thing I wish we could have finished is Emma Webb Park. I, I, yeah. I talked about it in my interview with the new job, and I, I, it's the one thing I wish we could just wrap up. Um, we're very close on the project. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of the pieces and parts are already contracted out, but we have the splash pad yet to do and the uh, playground yet to do. So, but right they're there. scheduled to be completed. That's right. Though. That's right. Yeah. And and Scott yeah. uh, Scott Alston's going to take it and run with it. Um, like I said, we're leaving it in a good place, and he can pick up and just go with it at this point. Yeah, and one of the things that I talked about before you came on, and and you know that that there were a lot of great lieutenants in place mm-hmm. when you arrived, but 
picking one of those lieutenants would have perpetuated the course that we were already on. Um, how do you feel that, where do you feel growth opportunities are going forward for our parks and rec department? So I think that there's, that's a great question. That's a great, I, 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 I didn't want to say it, really it on is. there, but that was yeah, a great fantastic. question. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of our, the county has actually um, shown a lot of interest in growing their parks and recreation footprint. Um, uh, the Now, the city, we definitely have some things we need to do. We have to finish up Emma Webb Park. We have some major decision-making things to do with the water park and the Kinston Community Center with Planet Fitness coming. Um, I think that there will be some major transitioning in the city to uh, – to answer to what's happening around us. So with Planet Fitness, I know that that's going to hurt membership numbers at the community center, but we have water park uh, capital improvements that we need to start thinking about. Um, but in terms of the, the county, though, I mean, we're wrapping up Pink Hill Gym renovation. I know that they uh, want to expand the campground footprint over at the New Sway Nature Park. Um, we're looking at the Graham King site down Noose Road. Um, we have a a proposal in with FEMA at this point um, that includes a shooting range and primitive camping and hiking and biking um, and river access. So the other side of that is, is the county manager and the assistant county manager brought me in the other day and just said, Hey, Corey, before you go, like what, what would be your county vision? Um, Dude took away a question. Thank you, Michael James. Okay. I I appreciate that. What a great question. Will you do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, right now? sure. Because no, that's what I, I was going to ask. My vision, you. really, yeah. and I told him, I said, you know, along with creating more outdoor uh, leisure experience, whether it's uh, trail hiking or mountain biking, more river access, which we're working on with the Caswell site that's right next to the water park. Mm-hmm. We're working with the state right now on some potential future development there. Um, but I also said that there, you know, we are whether folks realize it or not a hotbed for youth travel athletics. Like we could have a girls softball tournament here every single weekend if we wanted to. Wow. Um, And so, and that's playing at, you know, Banks, at Southwood, at all of our city parks. I mean, and so that has them scattered all over. So my real proposal to the county was to explore the potential of a complex, of a, a wheel of fields, four to six ball fields that are multi-use, some soccer fields. And I know, I mean, you could do that with a revenue bond. They would make so much revenue from tournament play um, that it would pay for itself. It's been seen in Nash County. I mean, no um, doubt we've, uh, we've taken the train to DC a couple of times. And when you're coming in to Nash County, Rocky Mount from DC, they actually Amtrak comes over and talks about, the the athletic complex yep. there in Rocky Mount and the the amount of revenue that that's generated for National Education County um, is deal. remarkable and Huge deal. I mean yeah there are are hotels that have been built because of it yep. restaurants I mean yeah it, it 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 brings in a lot of a lot of revenue and and it's something that that I think that that's a great idea and. I mean, they're all, it's all around us. I mean, it is. And I, I mean, we host now with, and not to say that we have not top tier facilities, we have fantastic facilities, but we have older ballparks. I mean, when you go over to bank school, it's all sand. It's, it's not, you know, top tier sure. clay, like it, like it 
could be, you know, and and we field those all the time now. Mm-hmm. And so I just could only imagine what that could do for Lenore County if you had a really great youth softball complex that you could have tournaments here every weekend. Like you say, then hotels start popping up, restaurants start popping up, and it could spur some fantastic growth for this county. So that's what I shared with them. I said, really, I think you have an outdoor recreation aspect. It's kind of twofold. And then you have sports uh, tourism that I think has infinite potential in the county. I absolutely love it. And I hate to do this. This is my last question. Uh, We've got to get the birthday game in here, and I know Mike's got to go too. But you know what's always been near and dear to my heart. In fact, it was your first weekend you were even here as the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame. And – to me, you're gonna have you're gonna have quite the legacy. I really think so. I think people are gonna look back 10, 15, 20 years from now and look at this five year period you were here. But to me, the fact that you made the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame a priority and you have put us on a path now where it's gonna get to where it's needed to be right. every two years, which we've never done, but it, we need to do. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a continuous thing. You you put Charlie in charge of that, and That's he did right. just a freaking bang up he's job. A, yeah, he's a beast. But I wanted, I guess, I couldn't let this interview go without me thanking you for that. And just your heart behind that. And that was very important to you, wasn't it? It Extremely important. It, and it hurt my heart that we went as long as we yeah. went without uh, having an inducting class. And so, no, I am so excited with the trajectory. We got all of our bylaws are tight so that if even if I'm not here, the position still exists. The new director will come in. Scott and the interim role will serve as the chair of the Hall of Fame committee. And, no, we will – and we had a great follow-up meeting, too, from that. I mean, you can tell the group is excited about it. Our staff are really excited about it. The event was sold out, plus some. I mean, we're – Didn't we two times over ended up putting more tables in there? There were so many people. 500 people in the gym. So, um, no, we're – I am very excited for the path that that is headed on. And that was – one of those things, it was just important to make sure that that existed well, and continued to. Again, thank you. Appreciate Sincerely. It. And uh, you didn't get the chains yeah, out. Yeah, I know. All and, right. Uh, uh, you see he's trying to, uh, uh, trying to sneak out here. I know. In all sincerity, dude. Thanks. Thank you so much, man. I mean, the job that you have done, honest to God, I used to be a teacher, too. If I were grading you, you'd get an A-plus, dude. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. Thank I you. can't think of anything that you didn't do well in your time here. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Mike Martin, thank you for good Lord, dude, for hanging around for uh, an hour and 38 minutes. Uh, About as much view as I can take. It it goes both (laughs) ways, buddy. No, no, no. I'm joking. Love you to death. Hey, uh, Mike Martin, Corey Povar, thank you guys so much. Let's get John and Jonathan in here to play the birthday game. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's hump day, Wednesday, October the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Yes. It's now time to play the birthday game. How you doing, John? Well, we continue tr- the tradition of just before we hit record, Massey starts a story that, you know, makes us want to not record at all. Yeah, yeah. So that can, that tradition continues, and this one was a doozy. <laughs> wow. If, you, if you'd like well, a transcript. That's the rumor, anyway. If you'd like, hey, look at that. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh. But you know, it's a. I'm going to start with what I tried on. This is take three, by the way. Should we tell people that that this is take three on the birthday game here today? Since Might you're work. asking me out loud, <laughs> if we should tell them. Yeah, I guess we should. Yeah. Uh, well, what I started to say before uh, a chicken bone jumped Dude, up in my don't, throat. We don't need all that. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? That's not that bad. Uh, well, it's horrible. <laughs> was that? Uh, I know I've done pretty good when it's first thing in the morning. I've already got uh, John Dawson rubbing his temples. 
Or I mean, is it temples or is it a temple? Temples, because it was both of them. Oh, okay. You have two temples? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is when we need video with both of you pointing. I don't know. I was thinking, yeah, temples. I guess that is on the side of your If you hand. don't get back to the cheerleader story, <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Come on now. We didn't even say, yeah, that was take one. Jeez. We didn't even get to that in take two. Brian North and I last there night. You there you go. There you go. We uh, emceed. The you all right over there, Jay? Brian? Brian. Cheerleaders and Brian. <laughs> Point the gun at me. <laughs> Point the gun at me, Barbara. Finish the story. Yeah. Uh, we had a blast last there night. There you go. We had fun last night. I want to thank uh, Tanya and Waylon Adams and Chris and Claudia Rains for uh, inviting us to do that. I think it was my third year. Mm-hmm. Might have even been my fourth year doing it, but it was Norris' first year. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. Skip Waters did it for like 20, 22 years. In fact, yeah. the traveling trophy, uh, cheerleading trophy, is named after him. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of neat, you know, being able to be there and be a part of that. Skip had has to have the world record for hosting events like that in this area. It's got to. Dude, it's not just this area, man. He did it all over eastern North Carolina. Well, that's, that's what I Oh, meant. I thought you meant Lenore County. No. Because, I mean, he always did the cheerleading competition. He always emceed the, uh, what, Junior, junior Miss. Yep, that kind kind of stuff and just anywhere and he never charged a dime right oh not like north and i I mean man we may oh no just joking Mm, we volunteered our time last night too if you believe that so uh we did we we volunteered our time okay get out of that story (laughs) yeah so uh we had fun last night why didn't you come out you said you were going to come out and hang out with us i i had that's the night i had to sit home and eat glass Oh, John. How are you doing over there, Jonathan? I'm great, Brian. I'm, I'm glad to see you're better <laughs> than you were too. 45 seconds ago. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hey, nine days, man. Nine long days. I don't know if you saw this announcement on the YouTube website this morning. They're tired of you guys talking about it. <laughs> they, they specifically said they're tired of Brian Hanks and Jonathan Larry Massey. Mullen said his shoulder is, is taking longer to heal because of the aggravation from <laughs> you two talking about that show. Did you see all the... Dude, I've spent way too much time. I've saw the, I've seen the set list. I've watched about four hours of coverage from it or of the actual show itself. I, yeah, I can't get enough, man. I will say I saw the reviews from the first show, and I really, really, really hope Paul McCartney isn't there because they spent way too much time talking about him. Yeah, that, and there were just so many celebrities there. I think by the time we get there, it's our, it's their sixth or seventh show, yeah. so I think they're gonna. And they had some bugs too. They had to work some bugs out. And did you see that the Saturday show that uh, it started like an hour and eighteen minutes late or something because Bono was having trouble with his throat? Wow. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. So, anyway. You two Epcot 2023. <clears throat> I don't get Epcot's it. a big ball. Oh, I've been to Epcot. Yeah, I got I've got one. a picture. You want me to show you? I got a picture. No. I can show you a picture. No, I've been there, too. I know what it is, okay. as do most humans. Do you know what Epcot is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been there. Yeah. Turn around and ask the Jersey if it knows. Hey, Brandon Ingram, Jersey, do you know what Epcot is? Yes, get on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That was good. Mm. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll have more U two talk as we go along, man. Do you know? Thank we, we're, God, we're not even there yet. Can you imagine when we get back, John? Yeah, I'm going to have the flu for about three days, just so you know. <laughs> Those first three or four shows when we get back. You know what's odd about the coverage of this? I have not seen anybody say how well the band are playing. They're just talking about how everything looks. 
It, it, they were a little, a little bothersome. They were a little bit rough. Uh, and he's singing. Did you notice? Okay, he's singing things in a lower octave, like the fly. You know how the fly was almost a falsetto or mm -hmm. something. Well, he's now singing it in a. Well, that's a couple an age thing. Lower. That's okay. But I'm just saying that you would think a a, con a live concert performance event would focus on the performance. It's like 10 percent is the performance, 90 percent is about what it looked like. But I'm he's not actually wrong. okay with it. Yeah. Huh? You're not wrong. I mean, that's us. But, I mean, I, I saw. Uh, I just think it's bad if you're going to a show just for your eyeballs and not your ears. Well, they're not They're not really labeling it a concert. They're, what is it? An immersive experience. Yeah. It's and, a concert in a ball. Well, here's what's crazy. They oh, say, yeah. you know, like usually when uh, the performer is up there and they're like talking to the audience, you can pick out about 30% of it. Because there's 160,000 speakers. Mm -hmm. Did you know there's 160,000 yes. speakers yes. in this place that when Bono is talking, you can hear him as clearly as you hear me right now. It, there's not like, you know, oh, you're talking like this. Because of all the speakers and how mm -hmm. finely tuned they are and everything, they can. Yes. Would Third have never liked to play on a stage like that? I bet you would, wouldn't you? The money's right. I'll play anywhere. <laughs> so if Jonathan and I paid you, you would uh, come play here? If the money's right, yeah. How much money you got? <laughs> right now? Yeah. Let's see, taking out what I'm taking on Vegas, <laughs> carry to three. This segment is I'm sponsored by GoEco Office Automation. <laughs> Jacques Pasolek, who won the last game? Uh, let's see, Massey won. Yeah, I got so, you. Yeah. Massey is tied one day to one so far here in October. Go ahead, Jonathan Jr. Massey. Well, uh, Jacques Pasolek and the fine crew at GoEco Office Automation, uh, they they actually provided all the office auto, office innovation equipment for the Las Vegas Sphere. Little known fact. Oh. Yeah, so um, if you think your company should be as good as the Las Vegas Sphere, you need to give Jacques a call. Wait a minute, now is it Sphere or Sphere? How are you sphere. saying it? Sphere. Sphere. It's not Sphere. It's Sphere. No, it's not. What sound does PH make? Fa. Sphere. Sphere. Like Sphinx. Y'all are on dry. It's Spear. No, it's, it's not. Spear. spear is what you throw and hit somebody in the head <laughs> no, with, it's which is what I'm about to do to you. It's <laughs> no, Spear. It's, it's Spear, but you, see, I'm putting the H in there. Spear. No. Did you hear it? Did you hear the Spear? It's not Sphere. Okay, Stewie Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to get all of this settled out <laughs> and more, you should give Jock a call. And how do you do that, Jonathan Massey? You dial 252. 252. Look at me. 286. 53. 53. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website at com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? He is rubbing one of his temples. And his eyes kind of, kind of rolled back in his head. We just devoted 30 seconds of show time to the pronunciation of the word sphere. Well, you know what I'm going to do? Hold on. I, I will tell you this. And now we're doing more. No, hold on. Hey, Siri, pronounce the word spear, S-P-H-E-R-E. Okay. I found this on the web for pronounce the word sphere, sphere. Check it out. She did it the way we did. Pro pronounce S-P-H-E-R-E. Okay. I found this on the web for print pronounced sphere. Check it out. Sphere. Or we're 90 seconds in. You want to let it, you want to cut your losses? Okay. I will sphere. say it's not the most frivolous thing we've wasted time on, but it's up there. <laughs> Send a chart. Oh, I got to get music ready for uh, the birthday <laughs> game. <laughs> Y'all talk amongst yourselves. This while has I get got some good here. weight to it, John. I'm just cutting all this anyway. <laughs> no. 
the, the, the dead silence, that's got to go. Imagine how nice that would hit him in the side of the head. What is I think it? it would make more of a squish. <laughs> Why are you not playing? A little sphere experiment <laughs> messed up your phone. So say it again. Sphere. Sphere. It's, she Sphinx. didn't say sphere. Yes, she did. Both sphere. times. Where's sphere. the P, though? There's got to be a P there somewhere. Sphere. P-H. Is an F sound. Like Pharaoh. <clears throat> okay. This is our first artist. Uh, in fact, I think Phonograph. It's, <laughs> it's our only artist. Phone. Okay. P-H. All sphere. of them. Sphere. Photograph. Photograph. Yeah, but it doesn't have. It's not. There's no S in front of those. It's not a photograph. Because there's no S in front of it. It starts with a P. Sphere starts with an S. Y'all are messing with me. <laughs> no, we're not. This is John Cicada. This is just another day. It came out in 1992. He releases releases albums every seven years. Does he? Isn't that when Cicadas come back every seven years? No. <laughs> no. I don't know if it's funny, but it is a solid tidbit. <laughs> it yeah. is a solid tidbit. John Cicada, S-C-A-D-A. There's no P-H in there. It's Cicada. That's how we said it. Oh. Okay. John Cicada, Jonathan Massey. This is just another day. Uh, what else? Tell him what he needs to know about John Cicada. I, I think that's pretty much Didn't he date uh, J-Lo at some point? I think so. Yeah. Married, dated something. 59. You say 59. What do you say, Jonathan Massey, part of, uh, John Dawson? Uh, uh, 58. <laughs> and you said? 59. He was born October the 4th in the year of our Lord, 1961. So he's 62 years old. No. Congratulations there, Jonathan Massey. You take a one nothing. That's our only musical hint. Can I keep this playing underneath it? I'm going to take that as a no, okay? <laughs> uh, so It's a for no. <laughs> <laughs> Phonograph. Hold on. One more time. (laughs) You just. just, Hey, Siri. (laughs) Pronounce S-P-H-E-R-E. Pronounce it. Hey, Siri. Pronounce S-P-H-E-R-E. Well, now it's not. Oh, I've got it turned down. That's why. Let me try that again. Hey, Siri. Pronounce S-P-A. Oh, shoot. Hey, Siri. Pronounce S-P-H-E-R-E. A sphere is a geometrical object that is a three-dimensional analog to a two-dimensional circle. Want to hear more? No. (laughs) Yes. Formally. A sphere is the set of Got points that are all left. at the same distance are from a given point in three-dimensional space. That given point is the center of the sphere, and R is the sphere's radius. Okay. I guess I'll admit that uh, I didn't know I don't know what time. that means. If you like, <laughs> I... Siri, stop. I just turned her down. Sphere. I, I, hand to God, I, I always thought it was spear. Like sphere. See, I'm saying the H in there. Sphere. Can you hear it? Okay, uh, she became a superstar in Clueless, but she was also a Batgirl. It's oh, the blonde Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. No, I don't know. Um, uh, she was in the Aerosmith video. Yep. Um, yep. I don't care. I can't remember. Not her name. Goldstone, but 
Oh, Alicia Silverstone. There, there you go, go. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Uh, how old is she today over there, John Dawson? I always liked her, man. I loved Clueless. I thought Clueless was a heck of a movie. Never saw it. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you see it, John? What? Uh, Clueless. No. Uh, 47. She was born October 4th, 1976. Indeed, John Dawson. How did you know that? 47? Was that, was that a I guess? Just, or? I just thought she was a few years younger than myself. Well, there you go. She's 47. It's tied up one-to-one. -one. Uh, get your... Get your... Oh, you're doing this for John and I. So, uh, I fell in love with her in Bull Durham, but she, she's been in so much more than that. It's so Susan lovely Sarandon. and talented. I'm but, doing it for all three of us. Now. Okay. <coughs> oh, my God. That was a... He did both That's the balls. show's first double. That was I like it. Susan Sarandon earned the first double girl with two paws and everything. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay. Susan Sarandon, how old is she today over there, Jonathan Massey? Sixty-eight. You say sixty-eight. What do you say, Jonathan Parrott Dawson? Sixty-nine. <laughs> She <laughs> no, but you're closer. She was born October the fourth, nineteen forty-six. She's seventy-seven today, guys. Mm. Still has her fastball. She did a uh, video with one of. The, in fact, it's the last video that Beastie Boys ever made. Mm -hmm. Her and Ted Danson were in it, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, man, and that, I mean that's ten years ago. But so she was sixty-seven then. Not you know, I've not really looked at her lately. But uh, dude, she's she's a fine-looking woman. Yes. You agree, right? Yes. Jonathan Massey? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, you lead two to one, John Dawson. Let's go to our fourth one. We've got two dead people here. He was Moses in the Ten Commandments. He's one of the all-time acting greats. It's Charlton Heston. <laughs> there you go. You Get know, your hands off me, you dirty ape. <laughs> Dude, you know who you sound like, and I know his birthday was just a few days ago, but Reese Gardner. Gardner. Yeah, you did Reece I'm Gardner. an eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Gardner and Charlton Heston. Now, Charlton Heston passed away in 2008. Mm -hmm. So he passed away 15 years ago. So uh, Charlton Heston over there, John Dawson. How old would he be if he were still alive today? Did you ever see him on Friends? Remember, he had... I didn't really watch Friends. Yeah, you were not a friend. And you he was great that. in that movie, Soylent Green and the Omega Man. His great sci-fi movies. Really good. Well, he did a guest appearance on Friends, and it was awesome. I mean, uh, Joey was trying to uh, be in a movie that he was in, or he was actually going to be in it. I guess it's just sort of, not really an extra, but maybe just a couple of speaking parts. But he had uh, he needed to use a shower. He didn't have his own trailer, so he jumped into Charlton Heston's shower, mm -hmm. and he comes out of the you know pu pushes back the curtain. There's Charlton Heston standing there looking at him. Mm -hmm. It was it was very funny. It was actually very well done. Sounds uh, horribly creepy. <laughs> well, not really. Just that he shouldn't have been using Charlton Heston's shower in his trailer. Yeah, I mean, you went for, go from the Ten Commandments to looking at Matt LeBlanc in the shower. I mean, it's, it's crazy yeah, business. That's a little bit of a drop-off, isn't it? Uh, whose guess is it? Uh, it is you, Charlton Heston. How old would he be if he were alive today, John Dawson? 101. You say 101. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 102. He was born October the 4th in the year of our Lord, 1923. So he would be 100 years old today, John ah. Dawson. You clinched the day with that one. How about that? Yeah. You uh, three to one. We've got another one. Get your calculators out. 
if you care about those kind of things. Uh, I'm, if I've won, I'm not going to put in that much effort. I'll just guess. I'll, I'll help you. Yeah. He was the 19th president of these United States of America. I love doing these because it tests Jonathan Massey's uh, knowledge here. 19th. You know who was 16th, obviously. Yeah, that was Lincoln. You know who 17th was? Grant. No. Oh, wait, no. Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson. So, I don't know who 18th was, but this Ulysses is... Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, then... Ah, you're right, then. This is... Uh, <clears throat> he served from 1877 to 81. You're right. He died in 1893. It's... Do you know John Dawson? Please tell him who it was. James K. Polk. Nope. Chester B. Arthur. Nope. James Garfield. Nope. No idea. And no, can't be him. Gone. Rutherford. Oh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford B. Hayes. He served from 1877. Is to it Rutherford or Hayes? Make up your mind. I don't get it. Rutherford B. Hayes. Anyway, is it over ahead. my head? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a smart man, but you know what, John? I know what love is, and I love you. If you did, <laughs> I do love you. Rutherford B. Hayes. How old would he be if he were alive today, gentlemen? So he, he, died he died in 1893. So it was 130 years ago. Okay. Yeah. It's your guess, Jonathan Massey. 197. You say 197. What do you say, John Dawson? 198. He was born on this date, October the 4th, 1822. So he would be 201 years old today. Rabbit. Still alive today, which would be a record. John Dawson, you win the day. How about that? You win the day four to one. You are dominant. You're up two days to one, but you're leading 10 to five in birthdays. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan, anything to say on that? We're three days into a long month. So. Oh, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. I'm not, you're not worried, are you? I rarely am. Yeah, I know. So, if today's your birthday, like Rutherford B. Hayes, like Charlton Heston. I hope you boys come back from Vegas with something they don't even have a name for yet. <laughs> That's a possibility. Uh, That's uh, nice. Charlton, say, use your Charlton Heston voice. To say what? Anything. Have a nice day. What happens in Vegas doesn't exactly stay in Vegas. <laughs> there you go. It'll follow you wherever you go. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> penicillin. Hey, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. Soylent Green is people. It's a it. famous line from a famous movie. I'm sorry. Okay. Did you get it? No. They're making our food out of people. Next thing they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. Promise, Tiger. I promise. I'll tell the exchange. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent Green is people. We gotta <laughs> stop them somehow. Well, there you go. Thank you, John Dawson, for tacking that on there at the end of the birthday game. I had no idea what he was talking about, but uh, now I do. Now it makes me kind of want to watch the movie a little bit, although I don't know if I want to see a movie about people eating other people. Hey, man, what a great show, man. Thank you so much to my friend Michael Martin. He didn't just stay the first hour. He stayed all the way into the second hour uh, and helped me interview uh, Corey Povar. That was a lot of fun, and Corey... You are definitely going to be missed, my friend. Uh, the, the impact that you've made in your five years here is is amazing. I mean, it really is. Thank you for all that. So uh, thank you again, Mike Martin and Corey Povar. On tomorrow's show, 
We are going to have uh, in our first hour Jeremy Lane, a first-time guest. He's gonna. I'm gonna get him to bring his guitar in here too. Maybe play us a little bit of music. He's got a, He's gonna be playing out at Pearson Park this Friday. So uh, you'll have to check that out, but you can hear him here on the show. And then Jason Bryant in our second hour tomorrow. So uh, a fun, fun show tomorrow. Paul Whittington on Friday, and then all our coaches on Football Friday. Man, what a great show. Have a great hump day. Have a great Wednesday. Go out to the Lenore County Fair tonight. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.